Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. <coughs> we continue with our study <coughs> of this extremely unusual and interesting chapter of the first book of Samuel, Shmuel Aleph, chapter 28, Perak and we are at verse 15. At this point, um, we left the story um, at the end of the last podcast where Saul is at the... Um, place of a necromancer, a woman who raises the spirits of the dead. Um, he had requested that she raise the spirit of Samuel, of Shmuel. She saw the appearance of Shmuel, and um, Saul has now knows that Shmuel's presence, is, his ghost or spirit, is there in the room. And now Saul and Shmuel are going to speak with each other. Um, remember that Saul is not actually seeing the vision. The, the necromancer is the only one that can see it. I'm reading the chapter now, this time, at, at its simple, basic meaning. And then we are going to devote a significant amount of time discussing how to understand this chapter from numerous angles and approaches. So, Vayomer Shmuel El Shol. So, Shmuel Samuel said to Saul, so the ghost is speaking to him. Loma hirgaztani lahalot osi. Why have you made me angry and upset by bringing my spirit up? Or hirgaztani could also mean to disturb, to disrupt. Why did you disrupt me or disturb me? Vayomer Shaul and Saul said, Tsarli miod, I have a lot of problems. I have a lot of trouble. Uflishtim nilchamim bi. The Philistines are waging war against me, Ve'elohim, sor me'olai, and God has left me. So here's this hint of blame. God has left me. And think about the irony of this. In Saul's mind, now he's speaking to Samuel, right? Samuel has told him that God has left you, and you shouldn't be king anymore. But here he is saying it as if Samuel should now have some sort of... Um, um, I don't know, empathy or, or feel bad for him. He does not answer me anymore. Not when I go to the prophets. Almost not in dreams. And I therefore called you to tell me what I should do. So Saul is saying, I don't know, I didn't have anything else to do. I looked to God first and God didn't answer me. Vayomer Shmuel, and Shmuel said, V'lama tish aleni? Why are you asking me? V'adonai sarmi alecha v'ayehi arach. God has left you, and God has become your, against you. God has now uh, no longer with you. And so, so that's the entire point. You're in trouble because God is not with you anymore. That's the problem. What do you want me to do about it? God has done, this means literally, God has done for himself the same way he spoke when he spoke through me. And what, what was, in other words, God has decided to do this for himself. Now this is really important. What does that mean, God has do this for himself? God needed to remove you from the kingship and replace you with someone else. For God's honor, because you no longer served his honor. You no longer served the purpose for which the king of the nation of Israel is supposed to serve. And therefore, he has decided uh, to take you away, just like he spoke to me. Right? 
Remember, Shmuel was the one who told Saul at the time when God did this, he said, the irony of this is Shmuel told Saul then, Chatat Kesem Meri, the sin of necromancy, the sin of doing exactly what you're doing now is rebellion against God, is the reason why God is taking away the irony that now, when, when we're about to read very soon, is going to be the death and down, final downfall of Saul, right? It's... um. He's going to be doing this rebellion in order to try to get favor, in order to try to stay in place. And he comes to a necromancer. God has torn the kingdom away from David, and he was giving it to your um, colleague, to David. It's interesting how it calls him your colleague, reminding Saul that David is, is, is your friend. David is working with you. The spirit of Shmuel is telling Saul that, that David it was with you and is with you. David never sinned against you like you claim, like you thought. Because you did not listen to God. And you did not carry out God's anger against Amalek. Right? God's hatred, and we discussed this in detail when we studied that chapter. It's worthwhile to go back and, and, and study that if, if you haven't and, and listen or review those podcasts. Right? That is why God is doing this to you today. That is why God is putting you in such a dire predicament. And by the way, not only are you going to suffer because you're going to lose your kingdom, your kingship, but you're going to take the, the, all the people will suffer with you. And here's uh, note, like people themselves, the, the people of Israel, the armies of Israel, they're simply fighting the war along with their king. They're not doing anything wrong, but they're going to suffer because of you. Umachar, and tomorrow, atov imi. You and your sons will all be with me. In other words, you and your sons will die. Gamet machane Yisrael, and the camp, the army of Israel, yitein Adonai biad plishtim, God is going to put in the hands of the Philistines. Saul quickly, uh, like immediately, dropped himself, dropped his entire body on the floor, and he was extremely afraid and scared because of the words of Samuel. He had no longer any strength. He had not eaten bread all day and all night. Again, we find him making the same mistake. Remember back in the story of the earlier fights against the Philistines when he made the people swear to fast. And his own son Jonathan said to fast on a day of war. People need energy. People need strength to fight. But Saul again thought that the ritual of fasting would somehow gain favor in front of God. Most Presumably this fasting that Saul was doing was part of his attempt to, uh, to talk to God, part of his attempt to get an answer from God. But obviously it didn't work because that's the last thing one should do the day before a battle is to not eat. And the woman came to Saul and she saw that he was extremely dis- uh, distraught. And she said to them, Your servant, your maidservant, she heard your voice. Um, I placed my life in your hands. In other words, I violated the king's order 
right in front of the king himself. I listen to your words. So, so here now it's fascinating because the woman sees Saul in this terrible shape. She can choose a lot of different paths here. But what, what path does she choose? Viata and now Shimana, please listen, Gamata. Even you, the king, should listen to the advice of your maidservant. Let me give you some bread and eat it. At least you'll have strength when you go out on the road. In other words, the least thing I could do, you know, I see you're heading into this big battle and you're scared and you're afraid. At least, let me give you something to eat. And he, Saul refused. So even the, the snackromancer, this witch, understood better than Saul what it was that he was supposed to be doing before the battle. He said, no, I won't eat. Because in Saul's mind, that would make it worse. And his servants and the woman tried to encourage him and tried to urge him to do it. Eventually he acquiesced and listened to them. He got up from the ground and he sat on the bed. Uh, the bed here is that's where they used to sit, you know, to eat. She had a a um a calf um uh, a stuffed calf a fat calf in the, her house her and she quickly went batizbachayu and she um and she slaughtered it batikach kemach and she took flour batolash and she kneaded the flour batofeo matzos and she baked it so this is uh takes a while all this preparation this food prep and um. Uh, but she went ahead and did all of this. And she brought it before Saul and before his servants. And they all ate. And once they ate, they got up, they left the home. And they left in that night. All of this occurred in that one night. So um, the woman got gave them food to eat. Um to give them the strength that she needs. Somehow this woman herself seemed to understand um, better than Saul what it was that he should do, what it was that he needed, uh, and, and so on. Now, this, um, this, this concludes the reading of the chapter on its simple level. I, I tried to my best to, to stick to the words, to stick to the simple meaning, to stick to the actual story. Now, in the next podcast... I'm going to discuss uh, numerous approaches to understanding what actually happened here and why I believe this chapter is so important and so crucial to understanding the message of the prophets, the message, the, the central messages that, uh, that, that the Torah, that the prophets are trying to teach us. Thank you so much for studying this together. Looking forward to studying the rest of this book of Shmuel together and, of course, um, uh, the rest of the entire uh, and Nevi'im and Ketuvim together.